Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us, a musician all the way from Seattle, John Consalvo. John, how are you today? Nice to have you here on the podcast. I'm okay. I'm doing very well. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, How are you? I'm doing great. I can't complain. I can't complain. Yeah. So, John, we're just going to give you the the opportunity here just to tell us a little bit about who you are, your faith journey, and then we'll go into your newest album that was just released on July 21st. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, yeah, I'm John. Um, I have, uh, you know, we'll go through my journey. Um, you know, as you mentioned, I'm a musician, songwriter, uh, author. Like most people, I, I have a, a day job. Um, and so, um, but... Really, uh, just going back to, you know, just looking at my testimony, you know, I think, you know, when we look at our walk uh, with Christ, right, um, you know, most folks, you know, I think if you if you zoom out, you know, most folks, it would look like a straight line. And I like to think of it almost like a stock chart, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you double click, you kind of see a little instead of this big straight line that goes up like the Bitcoin chart or whatever, there's a bunch of divots that go up and down and when I think of um, when I first encountered Christ, um, I was about six years old. Um, and I was, you know, by accident for me, I'm sure not accident for him. Uh, <clears throat> but basically, uh, we, my, my mom and I, we were, uh, you know, we were uh, living in a situation where we didn't want for anything. Uh, we, we, we had a lot of our, our financials taken care of, uh, but <clears throat> we weren't living, you know, we weren't living the right way, right? We and and I should, we weren't doing anything wrong, wrong, but we, you know our lifestyle certainly wasn't uh, following Christ. And I noticed my mother was was crying a lot. Like she could, she clearly was searching for something, but I didn't know. So I'd say you know every day, you know at six years old, you know in the summer I'd look forward to watching these old old like Popeye cartoons, you know, and they'd come on at two fifteen. Uh, every day and I'd wait for them. So I'd put on the TV around two o'clock and at two o'clock. There used to be this just from two o'clock to two fifteen. There used to be this, this preacher. And I used to like the way he used to bob his head or whatever. And uh, I didn't understand a lot of what he was saying, but um, there was just a, you know, every day he ta- started to talk about like, if you're hurting, if you're searching for something, you know, God is there. And what was interesting is for me, I was raised Catholic, baptized Catholic at, you know, four years old. Um, and I kind of always looked at God as like this big, like, you know, something to be afraid of all the time. Um, and maybe it was all the gargoyles in the church or whatever, and, you know, you, know, you see it at, at four years old and candles and things like that. But, um, you know, I was hearing about God in, in a different way. And, and so I, um, I would watch every day and I would try to absorb these things, even at six years old. 
And I remember praying and accepting Christ as my Lord and Savior at six and just every day praying for my mother. Never told my mother about this. And then one day my mom said, um, you know what? We're, we're leaving. We're leaving the situation that we're in. Um, don't know how we're going to do it. Um, and then I wasn't sure what she was going through, but I knew we were leaving this place and we we're going to go live someplace else. And um, a month later, we were in, you know, in a, in a new church, Christian Pentecostal Church in Staten Island. And um, before I knew it, like this was like the fixture of my life. So I would say, mm -hmm. uh, my, my, you know, I started that young, but like anything else, right? I would say as I got into my teen years and, uh, you know, it's getting into college, I certainly was, you know, you know, I would say I wasn't walking away from Christ, but I was being more seduced by the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd say, uh, you know, um, at some point I knew I needed to, you know, really ground myself on my own um, and not just rely on my upbringing to carry mm -hmm. me. And so I, I made the decision right on the time I was 22 to, to be baptized and make a, a public confession, you know, that, you know, that, that I'm, you know, serving Christ. And mm -hmm. um, I would love to say things have been perfect since then, uh, but like anything else, right? Like I said, you double click, there's little ups and downs we all go through throughout. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, we, we just hold on to the Lord and endure uh, as best we can. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Are you ready to unlock the power of servant leadership? Tune in to Born to Lead with Nelson Aprigio, a podcast that empowers you to excel in diverse environments. Gain valuable insights, practical wisdom, and inspiration from an experienced pastor, mentor, and international business expert. Take charge of your leadership journey at borntolead.online and embrace the impact of serving others to create lasting change. Amigos is provided support and care for children in horrendous conditions, providing food, shelter, education, and water. From children's homes and schools in Uganda, water wells and churches in the refugee camps near the border of South Sudan, and 7.5 million meals to hungry children in Guatemala, Amigos is fighting to give children hope, love, and security in every way possible. Amigos is now moving proactively to meet the needs around the world of the most vulnerable. Find more information at AmigosII.org. That is AmigosII.org. And what did you find your call into music? Was it around the same time you gave your life to the Lord? You've always had this in your life. Um, you know, it's, it's a great question. Um, my family is very, you know, incredibly musically talented. So we have great drummers, great guitar players. I mean, elite, elite. My mom is an awesome singer. She always sang in the church. And so I think um, right around... Uh, Around the time I was, uh, you know, I started to sing a little bit when I was six or seven, but I really started to songwrite my lyrics at like 12 or 13. And I started to pick up a guitar shortly thereafter. And I would say I could, I started to put it all together right around the time I was about 16 years old. Um, I never thought my path, I never thought I'd go down this path. I really always thought I'd be center fielder of the Mets. I just mm -hmm. never seemed to work out that way. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I, I started to really get a passion, you know, right around 16 years old and, and never looked back. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And so your first studio album, when did you release this? First studio album was an album called Choose This Day. We released it in 2005. Um, and I had a chance to work with Gary Workamp um, from Shadow Gallery, really just an absolute musical genius. 
uh, who, who showed me a lot of the ropes. And, and this was just like 13 songs or 12 or 13 songs of things that I was going through at the time that I wanted to be as real as possible. And um, so uh, we released that. And then I would say um, just from work and day-to-day, you know, things or whatever, um, mm-hmm. I took hiatus for music for a bit, or really, you know, started to work on writing, uh, was, you know, released a novel in between then. And then, you know, you know, worked on, you know, a couple of novels actually. And then, uh, you know, and then once we got to 2021, um, I, I made the decision, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, I got to give it all. Like I have, I'm writing too many songs. I got to get them out there. Um, what a great so, problem to have, right? <laughs> I'm writing too many songs. That's my love. I, I love to write, whether it's stories um, or whether it's music, that's, that's my jam. And uh, mm-hmm. to, to really be able to, uh, to get out there and, um, and it's different for everyone, right? Worship is where it's yeah. at for, for a lot of folks and, and for me as well. But in my writing, I love to be able to tell a story. And that's what, uh, you know, I'm hoping these, these, this, this full album of Into the Apocalypse Part A and Part B um, will have done. And then we're already in the studio recording something else. And so I'm, I'm certainly very excited to just continue to put stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And today we're focusing our conversation on Into the Apocalypse Part B still hope and so before we can talk about part b i feel like we have to talk about part a so just tell us a little bit about part a and then the difference between part b yeah so part a is it has 10 original songs uh, and really it's set into a time that's not too it starts out in a time that's not too dissimilar to the one we're in right the the first thing the first song is called we're here and the main hook of the song is we're here we're here at the end of the world we're here and really the idea is you're following uh, you're following a man who, you know, was raised in Christ, was raised in the church, understood certain things, uh, but has a backstory. He's served in the military. He, mm-hmm. He's seen some things that he's not really quite sure of. And so he hasn't abandoned God, but he, he's not really focused on, on God, right? So he knows of God, believes in, in the basics, but he's not living day to day, knows he's got a calling on his life. And, you know, we, we learned that in the album. He's got a calling on his life, a specific thing that he's being called to do. At the same time, um, you know, he reflects on his past um, and the things of his future. And he's trying to balance, like, how does he go after this calling? But he's distracted by the things of the world, right? The political divisions and the the, the media and the, the chaos and all these things that are out there today plaguing us. And he's starting to become a little distracted. And then he's distracted also from from things like the the daily luxuries and things like that um, that we talk, we see that in, in, the, in the middle of the album. Um, and then war comes to his town. He's in the town of the U S that gets hit, hit, you know, and then the, the, the one thing that he cares about more than anything, you know, dies in this, this travesty where uh, he thinks dies. And um, you know, these are things that instead of drawing him closer to the Lord have, have, you know, moved him, further away you don't have to go really far right the difference between a on when a, the difference between a home run and a foul ball and a bat is a 16th of an inch of where the ball lives or the ball lands right so i think that's where you know you have that and then in this and part a rapture the saints comes and he misses the boat he's left behind and then you're at this place towards the end of the album where it's a song called tumbling myself where he's like you know what um I know what's coming. There's some horrors that are going to be coming. And um, I, I've got to humble myself before God. And the last two songs are really about him embracing this calling from God and him knowing 
the chaos that's coming. And that's how the first album ends. And then this next album, you know, kicks off a year later from that and um, some really exciting songs. So I'd say all the songs, all 22 between both albums can stand on their own. Uh, but if you listen to them cover to cover, it tells a pretty complete story, which that's I'm in, really excited about. I love about. how you're describing, it sounds like a movie. It sounds like a book I'm reading, but it's it's music. I think it's so amazing that's when, a, creative yeah. when you can do something like that and it sound good. You yeah, know? We, that, that's some talent. We, we, we'd actually like to put it into a comic at some point. Um, so we're trying to figure that out. But yeah, for for now, it's oh. it's all music and, and certainly exciting to to put stuff together like that. Mm -hmm. What do you hope your audience and your listeners receive from this album when they're listening? You know what? Uh, number one, um, I, you know, you know, I obviously want them to you know enjoy the music and enjoy the songs, and I think you can take something from every song. Um, but number two, I, I'd say you know, really to uh, appreciate the journey and understand that. There are folks that go through day-to-day -day struggles and not everything is as perfect as you see on people's lives and Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And that even through the, the, the trials, right. Um, you know, you know, God is not a slave to time. He doesn't obey time. He works beyond the boundaries of time. And so nothing surprises him, right. No, no decision you make catches him off guard. And so, if he, you know, to know that he's faithful even to the end, no matter what you've done, if you're willing to go back and humble yourself, he's faithful, um, and he can, he will work, you know, in you no matter what, and uh, and that's that's ultimately what I, I want folks to to take from this is, um, and and so there's a line in this new single we have, you know, the song "Hello, Are You There," um, where the you know there's an angel that says to this man. Um, even though this is well after the rapture and this is, you know, all this stuff, he says, but the mission I gave you is still on. Right. So almost like that calling that, that God planned for you from when you were a child. And, um, even though you, you backslid and you, you, you're left behind and you're all that, that calling still exists now. Right. You know, time does not erase that. And, um, and that to me is very powerful. And I, I want folks to be able to take that and be like, you know, no, no matter what you've gone through, um, even if you know you have a calling and you're afraid to, you're, you're afraid to go back because you feel like you have to start over. Nothing surprises God, and I, I think that's where it's like really powerful that God mm -hmm. has already said, you know what, I, I, I put this calling on you, and He knew when you were going to enact that from the start, and that's what's powerful. Mm -hmm. And how would you say that your personal style, your unique style, is displayed in your music? Uh, yeah, um, I write all the songs with my acoustic guitar to start. And so what you'll find is um, there's a range, right? I'd say the range goes from country rock and folk rock to almost progressive rock. And, um, you know, throughout, you know, so some of the songs would be a little bit more heavier. Some of the songs would be lighter and more acoustic based. Uh, but I think when you're writing about different emotional subjects, you know, that, you know, that does have, uh, you know, they, there's a time to be more intimate uh, mm -hmm. depending on the setting. And then the time where there's a lot of chaos that's happening. Uh, you want to be able to illustrate that in the music. Mm -hmm. That's so incredible that you can do that with, it's not just the words that are impressive. It's the the music behind as well. And it's altogether. It's amazing. 
if you think about like Amazing Grace, right? One, mm -hmm. Probably one of the most famous songs of all time. Yeah. If I put that song to thrash metal, it's probably not going to have the intimate feeling that it has, right? Well, that's interesting. Um, we should try that. You know, I, I don't know if we should, but maybe. <laughs> maybe uh, but, I, I, you know, but like if you take that song, um, I'm sure somebody will make it sound good. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the personal intimate feeling of that, I think, comes from also the tempo that's there. Mm -hmm. Just like something that, you know, if you're you're talking about, you know, a battle or you're talking about uh, something else might be more, you know, better up tempo. So we just try to match it depending on the mood. Mm -hmm. And do you have any future, any events coming up or any different things that we can be a part of or, or watch out for? Yeah, we're um, working on it. I, I'd like to, uh, if we could, I'd like to be able to put up a, a bunch of shows this fall. So more to come there. Um we're going to really just be doing a combination of things. There's, there's three things we're doing. Number one, um, we are uh, going to promote uh, this album as best we can over the next, I would say, month or so uh, through just normal marketing. Um, we have a physical release coming later this summer for those that actually want CDs and vinyls and don't want to deal with digital. So we'll, we'll have some of that. Um, at the Also, we're, uh, there'll be a novella we're going to re release, which is... Um, different from this but it's uh you know i have a, a writing platform as well that i'm, I'm working through and so I, I think the those things and then this fall love to be able to get a lot of shows in and uh th that would be great and uh you know we'll certainly post those and and, and share that out mm -hmm. how can we connect with you and your music and where can we find your newest album uh, yeah, you can find the, the album everywhere. So anywhere digitally. So Apple, um, you know, if you have Apple iTunes, you have Spotify, uh, Amazon Music, Deezer, um, Title. It's all there, right? So anywhere you want to go, you can bump into me. Um, I have a YouTube channel, John Consalvo. Um, and then you could also uh, find me uh, on Instagram, uh, John underscore Consalvo. That's that's where I'm at there. Um, and then, uh, you know, feel free to, to reach out to me there. There's several other platforms, but I would say, you know, you find me on Instagram and, uh, you know, we, we can certainly connect there um, and, and build through that. Um, overall, I also have a John Consalvo Music Facebook page uh, that you can hit as well. So between YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you can find me, but the music's everywhere. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, you know, I would just say, um, the the first single "Hello Are You There" uh, between YouTube and Spotify, we already have over forty thousand views, and really haven't done much uh, promotion on it, uh, views and streams combined. And so, I I would I first of all thank you to anyone that's out there that's already given it a listen. Uh, really really appreciate it. Um, would be honored if anyone uh listens to any of the songs, whether it's from Part A or Part B. And for those that listen to them cover to cover, I'd love to you know I'd love to know like what you think. If you hate it, great. If you love it, great. Uh, drop me a line. Let me know. Um, I, 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 I'm always interested in hearing um, the, the feedback uh, from folks listening to the music. Yeah. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. And what would be your advice today for some aspiring artists out there who are in, who are finding themselves in music? Yeah, um, I, I'd say two things uh, or a few things. Number one, um, that's awesome. And that's not by accident. And you're going to, you know, you'll be faced with times when, especially when you're growing up, when you, you know, your friends want you to go out to party or they want you to go here or there. And there's that something inside of it. It's like, you know what, maybe I should just, I feel like I just want to sit on my couch or my bed and just play my guitar, play my piano, whatever. Uh, do that. Uh, do that. You know, the, I, I've heard so, you know, one of the things I've heard from some of the great musicians is 
when they would hear that, they would, instead of going out and wasting the time, or I shouldn't say waste, but spending their time doing other things when they really wanted to practice and practice mm-hmm. and practice and do that um, and write, you know, even if you're just writing for, for yourself, uh, right? Uh, number one. Uh, uh, number two, um, don't be afraid to, to get out there and play in front of a couple of folks. Um, it's always, every single person that's ever played in front of people is, is shy and embarrassed and hates it. Um, to start, right? Everyone's nervous. Uh, but I think um, we, once you get past that, that'll be important. And then number three, uh, have thick skin. Uh, you know, I think, you know, even the very best, um, for every 10 people they pitch their music to, that, you know, the very best, 70% of the time, got the door slammed in their face. Um, some of the best iconic musicians in the world with the best connections got the door slammed in their face over and over and over again. And so have thick skin, understand that your music's not going to be for everyone. Your job is not to please everyone. Your job is to find out who are the 10 and 20% of the folks or 10% or 5% even that really connect with what I'm doing. And let me build on that. Um, So have thick skin. Don't be upset when folks say, you know what, this isn't for me or I would do things different or whatever. Just be gracious, take the feedback and, and move on, learn from it. And, if it's something that you want to incorporate into your music, great. If it's something you don't, that's okay. You can't please everyone and just have that thick skin. I think that's critical um, yeah. when you, you're getting into music. I think that's so valuable because that's something we can apply in many areas of our life, not just music, right? We can apply this, have thick skin, you know? You don't need to that's please right. everybody with what you do. And it's so easy to fall into that with our, you said, Instagram and social media. We're trying to please everyone with our, like my stuff, like my stuff, but it's not realistic. It's not realistic that's expectations right. for ourselves to want everyone to like us. It's just, that's a a good gut check, I think, today, John. Thank you so much for bringing that to our show. And remember, we're not born to be worshipped, right? Yes. So that in this culture, yes. vanity is king in this culture. Wow. We're not born to be worshipped, right? We're, you know, if, if you're going to be, if you're on this show and you're listening, you know, I, I would say, you know, music is, all, is made to, you know, glorify God. It's also made to help win the lost and inspire others to 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 be able to, to come out of you know hard times and um again you you know we're, we're not here to be worshipped it's not about the number of likes we get sure we feel good about it um but we're here to help others so even if you help you know five or ten folks you never know the impact that's going to have down downstream so um don't be searching for those likes you know be be search be, be in prayer and search for what god wants you to do mm-hmm. and uh but you know use your talent you know for him and i and i you, you you'll start to see you gather things little by little it will grow that's amazing thank you so much for joining us here today anything else you want to share with us any anything else you didn't mention that just you feel needs to be said no i i do want to just uh i thank you for having me on um i thank you to your audience for 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 putting up with me for the past 20 something minutes. And again, would be honored. <laughs> if I, you're you a know, busy man. You're you a busy man. To... <laughs> we were talking a little bit longer. You said you got to go on a flight here. So we don't want to hold you up. Yeah. On that. So John, thank you so much for joining us. If I can have you end our time together with a prayer, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Thank you. Um, Heavenly father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for this day. We thank you for this, uh, for this time that we've had together. And thank you, you know, uh, just for all, all the audience that's here, that's listening um, and, you know, you know, everyone's situation, you know, they're all their circumstance. And I pray in the name of Jesus uh, that you you put your hands upon everyone, um, uh, you know, and 
that you're able to, you know, comfort them in their, in their time of need, but also strengthen them and help them to find great purpose uh, and calling in their life, no matter what their situation and circumstances, that you would be there for them. And that Holy Spirit, you'd be in the midst of all of us as we travel throughout our day and in our life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.